Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I am your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week, we have thought leaders, change instigators, and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive, and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning connection and resilience into your life and your business. As a way to thank our guests for their time, energy and wisdom, we would love to demonstrate our appreciation, gratitude and admiration. We would love to hear from you as to what was your key takeout from today's session by writing a review in Apple Podcast with our guest's name and insight. And when you do, Please make sure to take a photo and send your photo to support at katherineplano.com.au and you will receive a one-hour life coaching session for free, valued $500, to help you change your life for the better or to help you get unstuck if you are currently going through a transition or if you need a little motivation. Thank you. This week, as always, we have a super, super amazing guest for you. We have the beautiful Shannon Kaiser. Shannon is the best-selling author of five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment, including The Self-Love Experiment, Adventures for Your Soul, and Return to Me, as well as the creator and writer of the new Unshakable Inner Peace Oracle Deck that helps us stay calm amid the chaos. As an international life coach, speaker, and retreat leader, she empowers people to awaken and align their true self so that they can live the life they were made for. She's been named among the 100 Women to Watch in Wellness by Mind Body Green and your go to happiness booster by Health Magazine, alongside Cameron Diaz. Gwyneth Paltrow, Quiz Carr, and Gabrielle Bernstein, and one of the freshest voices in mental health and wellness by Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today I have another amazing guest for you. I have the beautiful Shannon Kaiser. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm excited that you have come on the show. And the way that we love to start the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Shannon, tell us what inspired you to do what you do today? Oh, wow. Well, we would have to go back in time a decade ago, and I was actually in a completely different career. Today, I am truly living my passion. I'm a book author and an inspirational coach and a speaker, and I love what I do, and I'm very fulfilled, and I feel self-love. But at that time, it was a completely different story. I was in advertising, climbing the corporate ladder as a graphic designer, and I was exhausted. 
I really went to bed every night crying. I was silently suffering from eating disorders and drug addiction, and I was in very toxic relationships. My whole world, it was just so hard to wake up each morning. And it was 2009, and my doctor diagnosed me with extreme anxiety and clinical depression. And that was really a turning point for me because it was really a form of rock bottom. I came home that night, and I cried on the floor like so many nights before, but something was different here. I had a full surrender and I said, I can't keep doing this. I, it's exhausting to try to live this life that doesn't feel like my life. I'm just checking all the boxes of what society says I should do. And it was kind of my my come to Jesus, come to the, the universe moment. I was on my knees crying and I said, I, I can't do it anymore. And the air around me thinned out and I felt this presence of love that I have never felt before on such an expanded way. And it was my inner voice, my higher power, my angels, God, universe. And it said, Shannon, follow your heart. And it was, it seems so simple. And we hear this all the time, but I didn't know what that meant. But I immediately stood up, I splashed water in my face and I said, okay, I'm going to follow my heart. So I have to ask myself, well, what is it I really want? And every day since that day in 2009, I have lived a life where I follow my heart. So that was a turning point because I dropped from my head the, the part of me that was trying to achieve and do what everyone said was best into my heart is what is really right for you. And it led me on this path of spiritual awakening and trusting my intuition and truly living a life where I get to be who I really want to be, which is write books and share my, my, my inspiration and ideas with people. So it's a very beautiful process. And um, that's why, why I'm here today. Mm, I love that. And we quite often talk about dropping into your heart and out of your, your head as often as you can. Do you still find that sometimes that is a bit of a battle that sometimes you have, because you, you talk about following your intuition. Do you at times feel that there's still that inner dialogue where you're like, should I be following my gut feeling? And then your mind gets in the way. Does, did you experience this? You know, I think that's a great question. I think, um, if you will, our ego or our mind is always going to be part of the human experience. And I do feel it, but I think I'm in a place now and I'm all of the work that I'm doing is about the, I have a card deck that's coming out called unshakable inner peace. I have a book coming out and it's all about inner peace. And, and when we get to that place of really, I live and breathe these messages that I, I put out in the world because I want to know that they work and inner peace comes when we learn to trust the voice within. So I still have those moments, and yes, I'm definitely an overthinker. Uh, anybody who knows me, I'm very philosophical and, and my friends are like, gosh, you just think so much, but I let my heart do the guiding. And I think that's the difference. It's fine to think, it's fine to possibly worry and kind of look at different situations, but we don't want to stay in that place because a lot of times that will turn into fear. It will turn into trying to control our environment, trying to, you know, make things happen that maybe aren't it's not time to happen. So when we start to live from our heart and make choices and trust the rhythms, we live more in flow with, with life. And I feel that that's where I exist now. Mm, so are you saying that our way to find inner peace is to drop into our heart as often as possible to help us drive that intuition? I love the way that you, I, re, I resonated with what you were saying, by the way, Shannon, when you said, you know, you think a lot, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I always say, God, if you were in my head right now, I think your brain would explode. Yeah, 
yeah well, right welcome right like soul sisters here a hundred percent yes but and then for me to drop it and I do practice I'm not saying that I'm I'm um, an expert at it but I do practice dropping into my heart and in my gut as often as possible but I have to admit right that I still have that inner dialogue because my mind is so strong that sometimes it's like where are you getting this information from Catherine like I think I love what you're saying though because I don't think getting information from our mind is wrong or bad and I think we've been especially when you go on a spiritual path or you know there's a lot of spiritual bypassing and a lot of teachers that'll be like you know only live from your heart and that's not at all what it is it's a balance I truly believe we are spiritual beings you know having a human experience and I I feel that a lot that's a lot of spiritual teachers talk on that And from that place, and even in the Tao tradition and the Tao training and stuff, they talk about your heart being your message center. And so our spirit, our soul sees life and takes interpretations through our heart, not just the heart as an organ, but like the heart chakra. And I feel that our mind is going to be the one that is protecting us and our our ego and our mind and our brain. It thinks because it wants to keep us safe. And so I've learned and what I teach and and really lead people through is, is how to coexist with both of those and recognize that it's a beautiful thing when you can have a partnership. And, and when we really let the choices be inspired from inspiration and love and joy versus am I making this choice because I'm worried or in fear, we want to really make every choice, no matter what choice, from that place of, of love and truth from our heart. Mm, you said that. I love that. And I love the fact that you mentioned your heart is your message center. I've heard we've had different speakers on the show that actually say that your heart is the the doorway to your soul. Mm, I, yes, mm. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm, Same. Beautiful. So you talked about spiritual bypassing. Can you explain what does spiritual bypassing passing mean exactly? It's interesting because I see a lot of people, especially now with what the world's going through, and you may see it and feel it too, and spiritual bypassing is really – we start going on this spiritual journey and we start to awaken to new ideas and possibilities. And the idea of spiritual bypassing is often considered when you kind of love and light it and and toxic positivity it, if you will, where you start to go on this journey and you just say, okay, everything's fine. And you're not actually looking at the shadow side or the problem. I don't want to call them problems, but the the darker sides that want to be healed and revealed and and felt. And so I have this golden nugget that I often say that is if you don't go within, you go without. And it's it's actually um, one of the chapters in my next book and it's one of the cards in my card deck coming out because it's about our inner world. And so spiritual bypassing is actually looking outside of yourself to make, make the problems. Okay, so I got my altar, I got my my cards, I'm going to, you know, do everything that I'm I'm supposed to do on this spiritual path or on my personal growth path. But if you're not actually looking at the pieces of you that are still wounded or stuck or stuck back in your childhood that have been traumatized because we all go through certain things, then you're actually just kind of covering it with a Band-Aid. It's like having a broken arm and putting a Band-Aid on it. You're not really getting to the root. And um, all the work that I do is about the inner world because that is where the transformation happens. So we must go in and it's actually safe to go in. I find that so often we're conditioned to look outside of ourselves and chase, you know, go, go do outside of ourselves. But when we really stop, and I think this last couple of years has showed us, it's okay to go in because when you do, you learn deeper parts of you. You you expand, you heal, you grow, and you really learn what what you're all about. 
Mm, I love that. You just made me think of a a talk I watched the other uh, set sung by Mojiji, and uh, he talked about that how we quite often um, focus external of ourselves. We're seeking to become something, right? When we mm. are already that very thing yes. that we are seeking for, and so we are sitting in the self, and so we need to go within. To find the thing that we are seeking for, not external of ourselves. Exactly. And it's a beautiful thing because you start to realize the power that we have. I believe we've been giving our power away for centuries, for decades, uh, most of our life. We're looking outside of ourselves for validation. We're looking outside of ourselves for, you know, the love But when we give ourselves that love, when we start to show up for ourselves, when we start to see how amazing we are, we start to light up our life and everyone around us starts to get that light. And we're actually making a huge impact in the world because it's like a lighthouse. You start to light up yourself. You're empowered by your life. You're doing work that you love. Uh, It's a beautiful journey to, to go into your heart and live from that place. Oh, and you know, the other thing too that has bubbled up for me just now is that there are also a lot of people seeking that side of themselves because they don't want to face what's within. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, they don't want to lean into, like you talked about those dark spots, you know, when those, yeah. the, the, the shadow aspect of oneself, uh, I'd rather ignore it um, until, you know, obviously you know, either you have the dark night of the soul, that's what you were talking about. You, you drop down to your knees and then you've got no option but to face uh, mm-hmm. those aspects of yourself. So I'd love to unpack a little bit about the, the shadow because um, you did talk about those dark aspects of oneself that wants to be seen. So how do we work with our shadow? Oh, it's actually a process. And I find that just asking that question, what aspect of yourself have you been afraid to look at is a good starting point. And it's a gentle place to start because you're just starting from a place of inquiry and and curiosity. And you can start to open up whether it's through journaling or being guided to divination tools like Oracle cards or podcasts like this. The universe will support you. And the universe will also help you feel safe through that journey. For me, it led to travels to the jungle to do ayahuasca ceremonies. It led to traveling the world full time to write a book and visiting um, 19 different countries to learn about different cultures and understand, you know, the, the, the kind of collective consciousness and how people show up in their lives. And and in that reflection, I was able to learn and and go inside by traveling the world full time. And this is what I wrote about in my book, Joy Seeker. I was seeking joy outside of myself, but I didn't realize that it was really within me. And so the collective kind of, or the shadow that I was being asked to look at was that I am enough and, and that I do have something in the world to offer. And and a lot of times we're running from ourselves and we're kind of doing things because of some part of us that is still stuck and wounded in childhood. And we create a belief, you know, um, some people, they say, I've had a really good childhood. I'm fine. But they don't realize that maybe their parents were working a lot. And so they actually were neglected or they didn't get the love they needed when they didn't need it. Or of course, there's many of us who have had very traumatic childhoods with abuse and neglect and all kinds of different things that we go through in life. And what happens is we don't want to feel that again. And so our ego or our 
part of our soul kind of separates to protect ourselves and we create a belief. And so we, I was operating from a belief that I don't matter. I'm on the outside looking in. My, my needs don't matter. I don't deserve to be happy. So every choice you make is going to kind of try to protect you from ever feeling that. And you're going to reinforce that belief, whether it's people you get into relationships with, um, your money habits. And so just kind of unpacking it by first realizing that we don't have to run from the darkness because when you shine light on the darkness, it heals. And because we are love and light, we, we come from source energy, so we're love and light, right? So we shine. It's like shining a flashlight in a dark room. You may see maybe cobwebs or, you know, bugs scattering around or something. But then it, it, it starts to get brighter and it starts to cleanse itself. And, and then you start to see more and you start to heal. And all of a sudden the whole room is lit up because you, you can now let the light shine. So it's a lot like going in. I think it is safe. And we run from it because we, we're afraid of the unknown. But once we recognize on the other side is pure freedom, pure expression, self-expression, and pure peace, how could we not want to go for that? It actually is a beautiful journey into your own true self. Oh, I love that. I just got a visual. When we were born, when we are born, we're of light. And of course, the shadow develops over time. So when we break through the shadow, then we are back to light and we see ourselves yes. in our truest form. Oh, that's exactly it. I yes. love that. Do you know, Shannon, when you were talking about doing your ayahuasca ceremony, um, was that the profound teaching from the medicine plant that you – about? because I know people talk about ego death – and then mm-hmm. this, where they have these uh, profound revelations, is that is that what took you to where you are today? Well, I believe where I am today is a combination of so many different things. That was one of the major pivotal moments. I've um, done a few ceremonies and worked with a lot of different healers and shamans. But the awareness that you receive in working with earth energy, and that's what it is, with plant medicine and with, with shamans and ancient healers with traditions that that go back, you know, centuries, there is an it, – it's almost like the, all of a sudden everything you thought you knew is is false and the reality of realness shows up for you because it connects you to so much love, so much truth, and it allows you to see – what is really possible when we let go of the ego. And so it's kind of like, you know, you hear with near death experiences, there's a whole um, organization that, that documents people who have near death experiences and, and you can go online and, and see, and they've had movies and documentaries and interviews and, Every single person who has had a near-death experience that at least is documented on these sites or shares their story, they say they tapped into an unconditional love. And it felt like God, but not like God, but like the source energy. And it was described in different ways. It wasn't like a bean, but it was an energy that was so pure and so full of love and light. And they realized we are from the source and this is more real than anything else on earth. And when I was in my plant medicine ceremonies and working with the shamans, I had multiple moments where it was like all the things I thought about earth or about, you know, how we function and the ego that tries to protect us. Those are just things that we go through as humans to advance as souls. And it's so interesting because, you know, another golden, big golden kind of aha that I learned in my ayahuasca ceremonies is our purpose is personal expansion. And that's another like highlight because so many of us are trying to find our purpose. And when I was in advertising, 
I felt like, I don't know what my purpose is. I thought this was it. Oh my gosh, I'm so off track. And that caused more depression. But while I was in these ceremonies and you know, the shamans, they're very, they're, they're, they work with energy. So they guide the process. I would never suggest anyone do ayahuasca unless you're going to do it in the proper setting. Always, you know, work with, with trained shamans and, and in that experience, I started to see how we are all here on this planet, almost like this planet is a school, and we are here to learn. Our souls are here to grow. So it's not my purpose isn't to be a writer. My purpose isn't to create oracle cards, although I love those. Those are extensions of my joy. My purpose is to continue, expand, and grow. And then when we offer that, our whole life changes. We realize everything we're going through is actually just part of us. It's, it's, it's helping us grow. Even what we're going through collectively in the world, it's all part of us growing. It's, it's, it's a beautiful process when you look at it that way. Oh, it is. And I, I agree with that. And I feel that it's, you know, breaking down, well, if, you know, if you, I follow astrology, but it's, it's about oh, yeah. breaking down systems, right? So, um, you know, it, I think that uh, it is about expansion. I love that our purpose is personal expansion because it, regardless of what you go through um, and how difficult it may be, we all grow through it. Like whether it's you're breaking up from a relationship or you lose a job or, or you mm-hmm. get sick or anything like that, whatever you experience, uh, you do grow from that experience. Yeah, mm. it, we really do. When we're in it, it's really hard. And, you know, there are um, some some people who – and I know this because I was in it for, for two decades of my life. I was so in my suffering. I hated myself. I couldn't look in the mirror and say anything kind to myself. It would be, you know, now I lead retreats on, on self-love and I have books on self-love. And I had to go through that in order to learn the contrast. And I, I feel, you know, I used to have extreme anxiety. I would pass out in public places because my anxiety, I would forget to breathe. I would wake up with paramedics around me and it it was a constant thing I suffered through for over two decades. And now I know inner peace and now I know self-love. And so if I were to go back to those times where I thought, you know, life is pretty pointless. I don't know why we're here. I would say to anyone who's feeling like this is really hard. It's we were in our suffering. You can't always hear the other side of people who say, oh, you make it through. But what I do know is one step at a time, we can show up for ourselves. And that's what it took. It literally just took one day at a time. I'm going to commit to finding the joy or finding what I need to do to follow my heart. And so creating that process for you can help as well. Mm, I love that. And I, I have a question that I would love to unpack is about self-love. Because we've talked about this uh, probably just a, a few episodes ago. What is it exactly? I mean, does it mean to love yourself as in um, loving the way that you look, uh, l- loving the, the um for you know, loving you for who you are? I mean, what is it, what is it? like when you're talking about self-love, what is it exactly? Yeah, well, I think we definitely want to start with um, thinking, will we live in a world that has trained us to think that self-love is completely ridiculous, it's selfish, it's egotistical, who are you to think you're better than everyone else? That's not what it is at all. And and we start from that place because that has been beat into us no matter where you are on the planet, that you shouldn't love yourself, you need to put others first. But what self-love is, is a recognition of your true self. And so self-love is about accepting yourself as you are 
And it doesn't mean that you um, just give up or let yourself just go. It means you love yourself so much that you start to show up for yourself in ways you never have. And so I often, in my book, The Self-Love Experiment, I actually went through a process where I hated myself so much. I was, um, after my first book came out, I was on tour and I was getting ready to go on a morning show and talk about happiness and how to find your dreams. My career was going well. And, uh, I w- was at the hotel before I went on, on to the TV segment and th- I was looking in the mirror and I, c- I was crying. I hated how I looked. I thought I was fat and ugly. And at that time I was like 50 pounds less than I am now. Right. And it was like one of those things where I was just, I said, you can't even go on TV and say like, you're talking about happiness, but you can't truly be happy and fulfilled if you don't love yourself. And so I I said, you need to promise yourself, Shannon, your mission is to find self-love. So I went on a three-year journey to, I called it the self-love experiment. And what I really learned is really how you feel is more important than how you look. And so I don't think self-love is like, oh, I love how I look. Um, because that's again, ego and a a kind of a materialistic process. But when you do love yourself, you have this acceptance And it. Again, if you don't go within, you go without your self-love resonates from the inside and that shines out and everything from there. It's about love and compassion and acceptance. I'm listening to you and I, I believe you, but I have to say that I have been involved in many conversations. Obviously we're in Melbourne, uh, Australia, Victoria, and uh, lockdown, our sixth one down the track, uh, although I feel it's been 18 months. Um, but I hear quite often people tell me that, oh, my God, I put on so much weight, blah, blah, it makes me feel down, it makes me feel depressed, I hate looking at myself. So as much as we say it's not an external driver, and I know I truly believe it's about how you feel, I, I agree with that, but the external driver the external driver actually drives the feeling. Does that make sense? It's almost like when you look at yourself and you feel that way about yourself, about how you are showing up, then it makes you feel, uh, you know, either where you loathe yourself, you lose self-confidence. Um, so for, for those listening uh, and are currently going through that, what would be a piece of advice that you would give them? Well, I think it's interesting too because we can be motivated. That is, again, being motivated from the outside And that is the journey that we all go on to realize that our motivation, we can make choices from a place of desperation and fear, or we can make choices from a place of inspiration and love. And that's the difference. And inspiration and love comes from inside. I love myself so much. I'm going to take care of myself and I don't care how long it takes to lose the weight. I'm showing up for me each day. It's a balance. It's about learning what I I really need in this world because sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves for the overeating or the habits we pick up or the addictions that we're secretly hiding. But I have learned in my journey firsthand and I talk about it in the self-love experiment that sometimes those habits are saving us because of whatever we're going through. We are in a worldwide situation we've never experienced. And so I would start with saying, please be kind and compassionate to yourself. This is not your forever state. If you can show up for yourself each day with kindness and compassion and say, I'm doing the best I can. And for today, that's enough. That is a place to get you into love and and maybe a place of a little bit more gentleness. Because when we make choices from that place, there's an ease, there's a little bit more of a, a compassion versus being the drill sergeant and beating ourselves up because that's more hate we're putting in the world. That's more worry. And I just want to share real quick a story. I went through this too for so many years 
And I, I, I struggled with my weight my whole entire life. I was bullied as a kid with my body weight size. And I asked my grandmother one time, she was a plus size woman her whole life. Um, and I, I felt frustrated because here I was trying so hard to lose weight and it just wasn't coming off. I've seen doctors about my thyroid. I was trying to find what it was. And at the end of the day, I just asked her, I said, grandma, you've gone through your whole entire life, uh, you know, as a plus size, you're probably one of the few people in the family who can understand. I'm having a really hard time. Do you have any advice? And and she just looked at me and, and with the kindest, compassionate eyes. And she said, Shannon, don't waste time with negative thoughts. And it was like in that moment where I realized that's it. Our negative thoughts about ourselves are way worse than what we actually do look like because I guarantee you the people around you don't see what you see about yourself. If other people, you've heard it before, probably they talk to you the way you talk to yourself, would they be your friends? It starts with just being more compassionate with yourself. And from that place, we make positive action and the weight comes off a lot easier. I've lost 40 pounds um, on my, on my journey of self-love with, by being kind and compassionate to myself and, and getting into touch with my intuition and what my body needs. And that 40 pounds was really hard to get off when I was hating myself into God, you've gained so much. I can't believe you're this size. You suck. It's a different vibration. Yeah. I, d- I felt it when you were talking about it. It is about being more com- compassionate. So for our listeners, when you look at yourself in the mirror, use that and go, okay, I hear you. I see you. And be more kind to yourself and what are you going to do about it? And showing up could be that today I'm just going to be so careful. I might go for a walk or I might not have that extra chocolate bar that I normally have, whatever that may be. Yeah, making different decisions from it. Yeah, empowered decisions day by day and saying, you know, I like to create mantras for myself and one of them is, um, you know, uh, I show up for myself daily. One of the tools that really helped me is a me matters list. I created a list of things that made me feel because we know what makes us feel good. Um, and not the me matters list like finishing the ice cream because in the moment it might feel good, but the me matter list of like having a really good workout or taking an Epsom salt bath or having a good quality conversation with a loved one or a cuddle session, nature time. And I just wrote down list, list, bullet point. And, and each day I just looked at that list and I said, what can I do today? And the more you start to nourish yourself with things that feel good, the less you're kind of using these vices, if you will, uh, to kind of fill that, that feeling of, of, um, what we're going through basically. As you were saying that, my me matters is me definitely in my freezer with pistachio ice cream, head down <laughs> and that spoon down my throat. Oh, yeah. So that would probably not be a me matters. A me matters is about because how do you feel after that? Amazing. Oh so, oh, so it's not you don't have any guilt around it. No. Good. Then no, you've arrived to a place. No. If we don't have any guilt with our feelings, I think the me matters, I try to keep it just from my own coming out of eating and disorder past. I try to keep it away from um, like rewards with food, but by all means, that's a great me matters for you if there's no triggers there. No, and I know, and I, I'm sure our listeners remember this quite a little while ago. I used to talk about how um, I used to find myself in my pantry, especially when I was writing. Because um, Lisa said, I don't believe in writer's block. And I go for a wander in my house, but I end up in my pantry. And uh, of course, and ended up treating myself in the pantry. So um, it's funny how we do things unconsciously until we become more conscious of them uh, and yep. then start shifting the yeah. way that we think and feel. I think that's the key point too, is, is recognizing that our purpose is to expand and our souls are on unique journeys. I love what you just said. It's about kind of 
bringing the unconscious to consciousness. And, and I think be very, you know, what you guys are going through is, is I'm sending you guys love and prayers all the time and you're just in the thick of it. And I think you're, you're handling it really well. You're bringing inspiration with these conversations, but what you're going through is, is no human could ever imagine, you know, what you're going through. And so, in the human experience to allow yourself to kind of try new things and, and explore different ways and habits of coping. This is take off all shame, blame and guilt and recognize you are doing the best you can. That's a great place to start and start to activate that love. I truly believe and what saved me from my depression was doing what I loved. And mm -hmm. so that's creating, I was a graphic designer. I left advertising so I could be a writer and I started writing. I've written five books in 10 years. And two years ago, I started having extreme anxiety again. It was so intense that I would bend over at the gym. I would not be able to finish conversations with people. My anxiety had come back. This is like eight years after doing things that I loved. And it wasn't until I recognized that there was a part of me that I had left behind which was my joy of creating. And so I sat down to start creating these mini collages and these collages turned into what is now the unshakable inner peace Oracle deck. But what I learned through that process is we all have skills, talents, gifts, God given gifts that if we don't give ourselves permission to explore them and do them, then the addictions get worse. The habits, the depression, the anxiety, it will get loud because it's all about, us being who we really are. So I gave myself permission to do that and anxiety just disappeared. And now I have a beautiful deck out in the world that's called Unshakable Inner Peace. Hopefully it can help other people find peace like it did for me. So my point to you is you have a gift inside of you. You have, even with the confines that you're feeling and the way the world is, it is about activating that light within you and saying, okay, this is my gift, my joy, my talent. This is what I love to do. Maybe you're great at listening. You can sit and listen to your friends. Maybe you love to cook, cook a meal for your neighbor. You know, there's so many things we can do even within the restrictions we're feeling. And moment by moment, we will find joy moments. And this is how we, we radically can transform turning our fear into love and turning. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a process. I do, uh, and I do think, like you mentioned before about our situation, it, it's it's not about blaming, and I, I look at it this way, and this is the way that, and this is my way of dealing with it, of course, I'm not saying that everyone should do this, but I look at it from a soul level, my soul chose to be here right now to experience this and be part of this, um, yeah. so I don't, I'm, I, if anything, I'm going with the flow and not resisting what is taking place and definitely not being part of these judgments and these discriminations that are taking place. I am staying in my center and um, not playing part of what is unfolding because I know in my hearts of hearts, all of this will smooth out eventually and it will be something that we will talk about and remember for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And I think you said it best. I believe every single person on the planet is exactly where they're supposed to be. And I, I truly believe that's if we have that as we live our life, we can start to realize that our life is this, it's our soul's journey. And, and I love that you're activating your center. You're saying I'm in my center and you, yeah, I believe that too with every single one of us on the planet. Mm. 
So, Shannon, I've got a question because um, I know you, we talked about this and you mentioned like we are a spiritual being having a human experience, right? So it, in all, uh, we can talk about and be quite spiritual and philosophical about what we're currently going through, but you talked about inner peace. So peace, by the way. Um, how yeah. do we find ca- uh, calm amongst this chaos that we are currently experiencing? Yeah. Well, you know, there's so much chaos, right? There's so much chaos in the world. And I think as A Course in Miracles talks about, the chaos's role is to cause confusion because it distracts you from what is, which is your own sovereignty and your love and light inside of you. The world is going to try to take away our power. And now it's working overtime. We are um, on planet Earth, so there's always going to be something that's going to try to distract you. And in fact, another golden nugget is to eliminate distractions and stop shining light on things you are not. And I think this is really how we find golden or inner peace, because where you give your attention, it manifests and grows. And and where you what you focus on is is where your life force goes. So it's not about turning a blind eye to what's going on in the world. But exactly what you said, I'm in my center. And I understand there is a bigger picture to this. And I'm going to stay in my faith. And I'm going to stay in my joy and continue to do what I can to bring more love and light to the world in this moment. But if I'm focusing on and participating in the drama of the world, then that's keeping me from participating in the joy and love that is possible in my own life. So it is about looking at, yes, all this is going on out in the world, but is it happening in your own world right now where you are sitting here at this desk? Is it, you know, we see these things on the news and we hear people talking back and forth on social media. That's all happening out there and it can be very easy to hook in. It loves to hook in. Fear loves grabbing you. But the real power is in your sovereignty and and the joy that you can bring to each moment, which you're doing by having this beautiful conversation and all of the work that you're doing. And we light up our life with the moments of of reprieve. So stop looking out there and again, go in. Because there is is so much fear. And I think that, you know, you and I, before we got on the show, we talked about our level of anxiety at the moment that we're experiencing or for me anyway that I'm experiencing and I think that it's almost like I remember when this all happened I uh for the very first time when I stepped outside you could you could almost taste the fear in the air it was so evident I feel it's like that again but it's 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 the fear is a little bit different now it's it's almost like a fear and confusion uh blended together um and so I for me, like the way that I do it is, is stay in the center. But what would be, how can some people, because there's a lot of people living in fear right now, what would be one of those things that they could do as a way to um, break the fear cycle and become an unshakable human being? What would you say to them? Yeah, this is great because I think what it really is is about recognizing what you're giving your attention to. It, the media, first and foremost, is is a business and it, it thrives on making money and having clickbait headlights and showing lots of trauma, drama, numbers increasing, all that stuff because it wants to keep you hooked. There are some news channels that might be showing, not news, but other media that is more positive, maybe YouTube channels or conversations like this. So focusing your attention on things that make you feel good. So the simple thing to do is ask yourself, how do I feel when I'm participating in this energy exchange or this experience and how do I feel after? 
And so, for example, if you're watching the news because you want to be informed, but then you feel like crap afterwards and you're, 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 you, you, your energy plummets and you're picking fights with people, you don't even know why, then that's not maybe something – eliminate it. Just, just go. You will be okay if you, if you, if you kind of decompress and allow yourself to to move away from those things. So I truly believe that the best thing we can do to become unshakable in our own peace is to recognize that we are love, and we can do this by loving more, doing more of what we love in our life, and and eliminating all of the stuff out there and starting to activate right here. What can I do? And you will get guidance. You will get guidance that says, actually, you care so much about this that you should sign petitions or you should go, you know, use your social media for good or you should start your own podcast or it's time to write that book or, hey, it is time to start that family. You will get guidance. But if we're spending time looking out at all of the chaos and drama, we won't get that guidance. But that guidance is where fulfillment is, that guidance that comes to you through your heart, through your, your mind, through your intuition. The universe is always trying to support us with the next right step. And mm. it's about learning to trust that. Yeah, and I know, and I think that when, when you were uh, explaining that, I was just thinking that fear is, once again, it is that, it goes back to what we were talking about. It's that external focus. So when you start going within, which I love that whole, if you don't go within, you go without, um, it is about practicing going within as often as you can as a way to become really unshakable as a human being in these really interesting times. Yes. And I love that you call it interesting because we all chose to be here at this time. That's right. And how special is that, that we are all one family here at this time yeah. moving forward. I, that remind, you know, that anytime I get kind of hooked into the world or I get frustrated, I remind myself that this is what a great adventure we've signed up for. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? I know it is a great adventure. Shannon, you also talked about creativity and I love the fact that you brought up your Oracle cards for our listeners. Highly recommend check them out. They are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank you. But what about, cause I hear quite often go, I hear people say, I'm not creative or mm-hmm. I don't know, have a creative bone in my body. And I'm like, well, that means you don't have a right side of your brain if you're not creative, which is impossible, right? But how can we use creativity as a way to navigate through this or change our ways of seeing or being or impact our life? Yes, I love this question because creativity is the foundation. It's 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 who we are as humans and to be creative is to be alive. And so often we say we're not creative because we think creativity has to be I'm a painter, I'm a musician or a book author, or, you know, something in that realm. Yes, that's wonderful. Those are beautiful experiences. But creating is about living. It's about living your day. Maybe, you know, making a beautiful dinner for your family is wonder is a way to create. Sitting and having a great conversation with a loved one is creating. Creating moments of of joy throughout our day is one of the ways that we can really connect to our human spirit. Creating movements on the earth of love, of joy, of prayers, of connection. Creation is who we are. We are creators. To be a human is to be a master creator. We're always creating our experience through the law of attraction and through what we decide that we want. And so 
I would um, ask everyone to honor the creative side of them. Ask yourself, you know, is there a creative project I want to get into or what's calling to me? Maybe it's just going to Pinterest and finding some fun little, you know, boards to make, making your own vision board or actually creating. And to me, my graphic design and my art direction, um, it really saved me from, from crippling anxiety. My creation, getting back in, getting your hands into art, putting collages together and creation is a, a way for us to tap into the flow of life and be true to ourselves. Mm, so the, the message I'm here, we're all creative. It's just about how do we bring it to life? That's exactly it. And take off the pressure of it has to look a certain way because creation is not about the outcome. It's about the, the creating journey in itself, the, the reward in the, the work, in the evolution, in the design. Mm. Thank you. So Shannon, in your most amazing, wondrous adventure, what has been your greatest lesson that you have learned thus far? Wow, that's beautiful. That's a, that's a, it is a great adventure. So I think the greatest lesson that I've learned, there's, there's quite a few, but the one that really comes through is, is the recognition of, of us and, and our true gift that we are, we come from divine light. We are sourced energy and to be here at this time is really important because we're here to activate that light. I come from a place of like a light worker position though, or a mission on a mission to help this planet, you know, ascend into the new earth. So that's where that comes from. But I also think one of the most important lessons, and this is inspired by my ayahuasca ceremony and also um, ecstatic dance is everyone is on their own journey. And it took me a really long time to recognize this because, um, there was many, many years where I was in relationships and I wanted the other person to do what I thought they should do. And we're seeing it out in the world. I need you to do what I think is right. And then we'll all be okay. But I have learned that every single soul, we're all on this collective experience, but we are all truly on our own journey. And I've let go of needing other people to do and be the way I think they need to be because they have their own lessons, their own background, their own evolution. And it's about radical self-compassion for yourself and letting other people be where they are. And God bless you on your journey. You do you. I do me. I no longer take it personally. If people don't resonate, you know, it's a beautiful thing when we can let people just be who they are and let ourselves be us as well. Hallelujah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You, I love that. You do you and I do me. That is so true. And I hate <laughs> our listeners because that just, uh, for me, it was like, oh, I just needed to hear that today. Thank you very much. Just a conversation I was having today. So it was like a fry pan. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give your younger self if you went back in time? Because you were talking about going back in time at the start and I was like, oh, I wonder what you would tell your younger self now. So what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, so beautiful. I actually, when I was younger, I wrote a letter to my future self and I had, I said, you know, I don't know how you're going to get through. And um, I, 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 it was a beautiful process. And so I would suggest anyone write a letter to your future self. And so I would go back to that self who wrote that letter I remember she was crying on the floor and she's like, oh my God, it's so hard to start your own business. What am I doing leaving advertising? Oh my God, can you really do this? Are you going to be drug free? Like all those worries. And I just say, you did it and you're doing it. Keep going. You have such a great life ahead of you. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I want to give you a big Etheric hug. 
Oh, I feel it. I'm hugging you oh, back. That's beautiful. Thank you. So, Shannon, as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So, what would be that one word for you, my dearest? Authentic. Ooh, I like <laughs> I, it. I, I paused only because that word gets thrown around so much, but truly my mission is to help. I help people align to their authentic self. That is my mission. That's why I'm here on earth. I and so it. I have to continue to do that for myself in order to help others. <laughs> but even the way you delivered that, that kind of, it was like, it was a, it was a, the tone. It was a very radio voice. It landed well. So it was very mm. punchy. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the last question that we always love, love to ask our woman of inspiration is to share three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. Yeah. So what would be those three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Well, we went through a lot of topics today, and I think to reiterate, if you don't go within, you go without. And this is about learning to listen to your heart. And an exercise you can do is just ask yourself, you know, what what does my heart want today? What Where am I feeling guided? What am I feeling guided to do? And your purpose is personal expansion. Number two, recognize that it isn't about doing one thing, but just allowing yourself to expand. And you can do that by tapping into your true creative self. Let yourself be more creative with your life. And then the last one that I love is, um, well, we talked about a, a few things, but I think really stop shining light on things that, that don't need your attention. There's so much in the world and it's always going to try to pull you away, but reclaim your power. Really go in and, and allow yourself to just tap into the awesome you and align with yourself, the inner light. Mm, I love all three. And I even love the one that you, the last one you were saying, don't stop shining light on um, those th- well, I've, I look the way I look at it is stop shining your light on topics or things that yes. either don't serve you or even yes. not part of you, uh, or have nothing to That's do true. with you, uh, yeah. which a lot of people are doing these days. They are, you know, and I think we can get sucked in. I went through the doomsday scrolling time last year too, where it's just like, the, it's very easy to just get caught up in it. It's this rabbit hole that pulls you really deep. And then I got to a place where I said, hold up. Like, this is taking me out of my life force. Like this is taking me out of my own game. And so return to you, really return to you, your inner peace is within you. And it is possible to let that be your beacon forward. You start to uplift those around you. And that has a ripple effect. Unlike anything else in the world, you will massively make a difference by just being you. Mm, I love it. So Shannon, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? So my website is playwiththeworld.com. And of course, you can go on social media, Shannon Kaiser writes, W-R-I-T-E-S for my author page on Instagram and Facebook. I'm always posting positive messages. And of course, my new deck, Unshakable Inner Peace, the Oracle cards are out. And um, you can go to my website or any Amazon, any book retailer should have them. Mm, So we'll have all of those links in the show notes. Shannon, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your time, your energy and your wealth of wisdom. I've really enjoyed our conversation. So thank you so very much. Thank you. It's been great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. 
or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit that subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katrinplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Catherine Plano. Until next week, please take care of yourself. Much love and gratitude. Thank you.